Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. Survivor 46 is here and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast. And we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Vyadaris, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Support for this podcast comes from the patrons at Patreon.com slash FML FPL. Here we are talking FPL on a Monday morning after, you know, a game week. Stuff happened. <laughs> What's up? Yeah, mistakes were made. Mistakes were made. Head heads were in hands. Ah, red arrows come and go. I don't know, man. Yeah. They really just I think come. It was, they don't come and go. Yeah, I think for like both of us, we were definitely down two trees for what we were going to do with our transfers, and both both uh, branches that we grasped were big red arrows, and the alternative would have been just flying high green. So that doesn't feel good. That always feels really bad. Yeah, on the yeah. Friday my life pod, it was definitely like every other move that we suggested, other than the ones we did, was better. <laughs> At least for this one week, you know, who knows. Yeah, so how'd you do? How'd, what are we looking at? Uh, so 53 points, which felt honestly kind of fine, but I guess just like Lester and stuff just killed me there. Um, another red arrow down 57k, 510k overall. I'm just so fucking bad at this game, dude. Pathetic. I said I I was thinking about this when I was complaining to Bug last night and just being dark and sad. I was like, I remember a few. I think it was a few years ago, but on the pod I said like, FPL. I spend more time on FPL than anything else in my entire life, and it's the thing I'm absolutely the worst at in my entire life, which is just that's just such a good feeling. Um, you know, Captain Raz was good. Kev got some points, Mo got some points, so I got a clean two zeros in my starting eleven. You know, Obs is shit, Pookie's Mitrovic 2.0. Nothing to see here, man. Just bad. Just fucking bad. Yeah, you hate to see it. You hate just everything. You hate to see everything. You hate everything to see it. Well, 
have two frees, and you, and you have a a new lease of life this week. Yeah, it's just yeah, yeah. I I feel I genuinely feel like I forgot how to play this game at some point. Yeah. I don't know exactly when it was. Maybe it was the start of last season or something like that. I just like. Every move I make is just like oh, this cookie cutter, like pussy ass bullshit. And I'm like, where, where are my fucking balls? Like, where am I getting in the guys that I actually want? Getting rid of the guys that I actually feel bad about. Like, here I am writing lineup lambs every week, and I'm just like, oh, this guy's terrible. This guy sucks. This is going to be a blank. This will probably be another blank. And I'm just like, why am I like writing this? Like, why? I don't know what happened to me, dude. I don't know what happened right. to me. Well, maybe that's your learning experience and, and figure out when that happens that it's worth a hit or worth some more aggressive moves. Yeah. Yeah. Bug was saying how like he thinks that he usually agrees with like what we're saying and, and you and I mostly agree with each other, but somehow you're just always like four hundred K places higher than me. And he's like, Why is that? And I'm like, I don't fucking know. If I knew why that was, I'd fucking do the other thing. Do the good thing. Yeah, I also don't know because I feel like we usually have like a lot of overlap with our teams yeah. and stuff, you know. But uh, yeah, so that's me. We both we both got the same score. What? So how are you feeling about your team? Um. Yeah. I mean, I love my team. I, I had fifty three as well. Uh, Red Arrow down to one twenty eight k from eighty k last week. Wrong direction, but. Not one direction. Let's go right now. Cho, <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, I mean, we we talked about it. Right? Like for for you, you were looking at doing like OBS and uh, goalkeeper to like Allison and and Vardy or or yeah. Ederson and Vardy or something like that, and then you got Cho in and floated a more like passive move, and so like I I ended up bringing Cho in, even though I was very concerned that he wouldn't start, which he didn't do, and then you know obviously the yellow card zero pointer was not great, but the other move that I was like looking at was Pookie to Neil, and then upgrading a defender to either like Alonso Pereira or Mendy. God. <laughs> all of whom got like six points so, yeah, and flew. nine. Like I, so I mean, I'm like just like minus fifteen there. Like that would have probably put me from where I was like eighty k before the seat before the week started to probably like seventy k, sixty k, something like that. Maybe even so higher. That, yeah, possibly yeah. higher. Yeah. So that's just you know you hate to see. That I mean, we both bring in. Cho- we talked for like. Thirty minutes on a, on the Friday, my life thought about it. like Cho. I uh, don't know if he's going to start a third game in a week injury. Then we both bring him in. Like that is like, what is yeah, that? You know, I, I still like believe in him though. That's the thing is, I just think he's so good. And he came on for fifteen minutes, and he could have had like a double return. Like he no, had a he good shot. Good, but, he created but, a chance. He like almost got a pen. He obviously dove his life away. But well, now I don't even know if he's first choice. Yeah, that's that's the other problem. Is like obviously Bill is just like billing his life away, and then Pulisic with a hat, and like they have the if if Cho starts like midweek cup game, I'm just like all hands on deck. Yeah, because I, I I put this down because I knew we would talk about Cho when we got to our teams. But Ray asked, "Is Cho an immediate sell?" And do it on Sly. I said, "If you own Cho, how worried are you, and how much rope do you give him?" I mean, I think we're yeah, both. I'm, yeah, like if he if there's any indication of him not starting, or if he starts in the cup game, I think he's straight out. Yeah, I mean, I think I'm. The short answer is I'm terrified. I yeah, obviously neither of us expected Pulis like to come on and have like. 
hat trick, man of the match, <laughs> the ridiculous, like, sh- yeah, actual game of his life to be like high. And then he's not going to probably play midweek. I expect Cho to play midweek, and then we're in trouble. So Ugh, that's a problem. That's a big problem. Hopefully, it's yeah. just Pedro and William in midweek. Yeah, that would be great because then you would think it would be Cho, Pulisic, and Tammy on the weekend. Which is but, the, that's the nuts. That's what we call yeah. the nuts in card games. Yeah. So <sighs> the other thing was at the same time, you know, up, what was it, 2 3 nil at the time, subbing Cho on for 15 minutes left is just like, dude, Frank, what, what was that? Like, that robbed me of Rico coming on for him. Because I was also thinking, like, okay, like I have a really good bench option. If I get shown and he doesn't start, I'll get him up. Like that'll right. be fine. And then he plays in a game that's over for no reason, which was just staggering to me. Yeah, that's pretty frustrating. Yeah. All right, I don't, I don't want to keep talking about it, but that that's all. I that's have to basically say. where we are on our teams. Let me housekeep. Shout out to the FML Field Prize League slash Mug League winner for October. This dude, Sam Morris, a.k.a. Shake a Leg. Ridiculous haul. The, the closest behind him, second place, was 36 points behind him because he triple-capped Vardy this week. Kind of worked out well, I would say. He, he also, also kind of funny, Vice triple-capped Aub, so <laughs> to kind of sort of dodge the bullet there. He went up 532,000 places as gaming from 580k to 48k, so I guess I have my answer. Like, that's what I need to do, right? Just nail a Hattie with my triple captain, and then, you know, I'm back in, in good graces, so good job by him. You'll get a mug, and then shout-out to the leader of the FMLFL Public League, FPL Lewis, a.k.a. Return of the Snag, 548th overall. Pretty damn good. Moving on, where do you want to kick off? I feel like we we got a ton of questions. There's also some like big talking points for sure. Anything grabbing your attention? Um, I mean, I think the two like most important things this week are talking about Leicester and also talking about United. Okay, so yeah, let's do that. There, like looking at that, do you, where do you want to start? I guess let's just get Lester out of the way because it's so, such an annoying, horrible Friday for us, for any non-Lester owners. Um, we got some questions. We got Jeff Dion Slack. What do those of us without Lester assets do? Do we chase the points? It's hard for a lot of us to get straight to Vardy. Do we save for a double move, hit him in, or do we just zig while others zag? Ricky on Slack, how much should Matto owners read into his lack of involvement in Leicester's open play goals versus Southampton? And then John Owen Slack, which Leicester mid do we get? Johnny D followed up, could Perez be a genuine shout if Braj keeps the attacking formation for the good fixture run, or is he going to be stuck on the right wing in, in most games? There's yeah, everyone is like quote unquote yeah. an option now, <laughs> you know. Yeah, I mean, I mean that's the, those are a lot of that's just basically like talk about Leicester. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I think there there are two two things, right? Like if you have the Leicester players, like you're good. You could skip forward like eight minutes of the pod because yeah, yeah, we're yeah. going to talk about them. But and you obviously keep if you don't, yeah. I mean, Vardy is looking like he's the top. Forward point scorer. I think he's the top scorer in the game right now after this fucking twenty pointer. And yeah, you know he, he he had the the brace against Newcastle and he was blanking like United, Spurs, Liverpool. He was putting up blanks and 
you know, Chelsea blank, Wolves blank. So, you know, he wasn't doing the normal Vardy things where he's returning in, in tough games, but he's been fucking putting it to the sword against bad teams. And the fixture run upcoming for Leicester, they have at Palace, home Arsenal, at Brighton, home Everton, home Watford, at Villa, home Norwich, that, which takes you to basically like Crimbo. It's fucking absurd. Yeah, it's absurd. And Vardy looks like he's definitely going to be in the points in that, in that term. Who are you sacrificing? Like, to me, it's more important to look like who are you sacrificing to get him? I just wanted to also throw in he already priced Rose and he's going to definitely price rise again and arguably could go three times, but definitely a second time is coming. Yeah, he should triple rise, but regardless of that, like he's nine plus whatever. Yeah, I mean, I have odds, so. To me, that's, easy for you. that's just a no-brainer. And it was a no-brainer okay. last week, and I just pussied out and didn't, didn't pull it. the trigger. It's still a no-brainer. Okay. So if you have OBS, that's an easy move, and it also frees up like a lot of money to go from like a mid-price mid to a premium yeah, exactly. or a budget defender to a premium. Yeah. What about in midfield? Because like I like I'm looking at like I have like Mo, Raz, Kevin. Like I can't get there at all. You can't get to Vardy, you mean? Yeah. Yeah, I don't so if know. you have to like, do you think sacrificing one of those three guys is worth going to Vardy? I mean, City have some tough fixtures upcoming. Like, what do you what are you thinking of that? Man, that's really hard. I mean, last week I was all about nah, just hold Mo. He'll probably score versus Spurs, and then they have a good run. Have to say, I am feeling more down on Mo despite the goal, mainly because of the ankle. And like we've seen, like the the name that immediately pops into my mind is Kane. And it's just ankle injuries just seem like so lingering. And like, yeah, you were not going to get shit from Klopp in the presser, you know, just like we didn't, you know, when he didn't play against United. And it's just like, I'm just worried. You know, away Villa is not a good attacking fixture. It's okay, but it's not good. And he might not even play, who knows. And then home city is obviously a bad fixture. The run after that is incredibly good, so maybe he looks fit and great, and, and we have to scramble to get him back or something like that. But yeah, I think like a most sacrifice for a Vardy move. I think that's like not only okay. I think that's like the trendy move right now. Like I think a lot of people after the ankle injury are, are dropping Mo, and a large reason why is to get to Vardy because there's not really any other like premiums that you want if you don't have, if you already have Raz and Kev. Yeah, no, that's fair. Yeah, I. I think that's fair. And okay. like, you know, Raz, you know, it's not like he had like a fucking haul. He's just, he scored and got Max Bones, which is great. But like the, what we were talking about with the eye test and just how he looked for his palace, how he looked in the Champions League translated to a, a good performance against Villa. And he could have had a lot more than just one goal. So, you know, like, whereas like three weeks ago, it might've been like, oh, Raz, like, I don't, you know, people transferring out, transferring out Raz or whatever, like. Seems like an auto hold now. Like when people were DMing me about their wildcard team, I was like, yeah, you probably start with like Raz, Kev, Vardy, and then take it from there. Yeah. Um, what about looking at the midfield assets for them? I mean, I still feel like Perez is just a little bit like ropey and nervy because if he goes back, like they play Arsenal in a couple of weeks, right? Like that could be back to the defensive lineup when Perez was out, when Ioze was out of the team. And like looking at like T. Elemans and Maddo, I mean, I know like we watched the Southampton game and we saw, you know, TL's like a bit more forward than Maddo in that game. But what, what, what are you seeing in the midfield there? 
Yeah, I, I personally do not consider Perez an option. I mean, maybe he does it again next week, and then you could you could talk me into it. But like, this is completely out of nowhere. Like he he's played minutes in all of the other good fixtures where Leicester scored goals, and he just can't get shots off. Like I I think that like you know scoring nine goals is insane, obviously, and like the xG was crazy high and everything. But I almost feel like this game is like not a data point to build off of, if that makes sense. Like, I think that everything was so abnormal from, you know, being up a man on, like, the 10th minute to Southampton just completely clueless and, like, giving up and just, like, being the worst defensive performance I've ever seen. Like, everything was abnormal, and the most standout abnormality was Perez getting seven shots and three goals, like... He hasn't gotten more than two shots since fucking April last, you know, last season. You know, he just doesn't shoot. He just doesn't get on the ball and doesn't shoot. And like, yeah, I just don't, I don't back him to just all of a sudden because of this one game to just be like a great option again. I just think that we had the wrong read of his role in the preseason when we jumped on him. And I don't think that that's changed. Yeah, I agree with that. So what about Tielemans and and uh, Maddo? I like both to be fine. I, I I like Tielemans a little more. He's almost a million cheaper, and I just it, I kind of shouted it last week. It's more of just like sort of a gut feel. I just feel like in the good fixtures, he's just kind of more clinical in the box more. He's, he's just like a late runner. Yeah, he's just a late runner. He's like his. He just keeps putting up numbers. You know, another goal and assist this week. He had a goal versus Burnley. Like. In the box, he's just good, and like Maddo yeah. gets on so, the ball more and shoots more and like progresses more and is maybe he's like trickier and flashier and stuff. But like he didn't really deserve a goal, even in the, in a nine nil, he didn't do anything. Yeah. yeah. So w- w- one thing, just looking at them, like their stats comparison mm-hmm. over the last four matches, like you know, including the fucking thirty five nil against Southampton. <laughs> yeah. The XG, like, so Tielemans' XG over the last four matches combined is 0.4. That's crazy. And the combined XG for Matto is 0.7. The combined so XG, they're both bad, X, yeah. Yeah, and the combined XA over the last four matches for Tielemans is 0.5, and it's 0.7 for Matto. Right. So those, those are, like, really bad numbers for when both. you look at, for both. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For both. So when you look at them against like a lot of other like Tony, like Tony had four big chances against Norwich alone his first like game back. I mean that just like that one game for Tony puts his stats better than all four games combined like combined combined yeah. for both of these players like yeah. it's like eight games versus one it's like so I, I there, that is also a thing Harvey Barnes which I'm a little bit interested in. I mean yeah, maybe I, he flatters to deceive. It seems like he's not the he best no finisher. Goals, he just yeah. doesn't have goals. He doesn't like shoot. Well, he does shoot. He's just not a good finisher, you know. And he's so dumb. Yeah, I mean, he's he's like really good at a lot of things, and he's still really young. And I still believe that he'll have like a good career and stuff. He's just like, yeah, I don't know. He's five nine, and he. Puts, like, like I would rather have him than 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 Iose, I think. Yeah, definitely. I mean, he's coming off back-to-back games with two assists. You know, it's yeah, like yeah. he yeah. is 
as much as people say that like Matt is the creative hub because he's more of like a traditional creator in the sense that he's like on the ball and passing and stuff like that. Harvey is like the actual creative hub because he gets on, he's sort of their cho. He just gets on the ball and drives the people in the box and stuff happens when you do that, you know? Yeah. You know, like maybe he's actually the best option. I mean, he does have really promising numbers. You know, if you compare it to Matto, he's he has more key passes, more XA. He sh- doesn't shoot as much, but he's still shooting two and a half times per game. I don't know. Yeah, no, I, I, I think. Answer. Yeah, I think that's reasonable for sure. I think that's definitely reasonable. Mm-hmm. But and I guess there's just like back to like Tielemans and, and Matto is just. I mean, I was obviously shouting, shouting Matto a few weeks ago, and he's you know he's been trickling in a little bit, but the, the underlying stats are just not good for either of them. So I think yeah. you need to definitely like temper your expectations. There. Yeah, they're both so much better IRL than fantasy potentially, but yeah. there's also the fullbacks, which you know Chilwell just had the best game of his fucking life, I guess, but. Definitely you know, his life. Definitely his life. Um, 19 points. That's more points than he had like the entire season combined. Yeah. And he's usually bad at crossing. Like, yeah, he's good on the ball and <laughs> really insane. bad at crossing. It was, sort of his insane dis- yeah, it was an insane display. Yeah. That said, like, you know, him and Prayer are definitely attacking fullbacks. They, gotta, they get up there, they get in there. You know, I don't, they're not going to like, have as many attacking returns as you know Harvey Barnes and and Vardy or whatever, but they're still a decent defensive side. They're still going to keep some cleans. These guys are not that expensive. Um, I mean, what do you think of like having a back four of like Trent, Rabo, Pereira, and Chilwell? It seems fine. It seems fun. Yeah, it's definitely fun. I mean, is Soy is Soy just better than Chilwell though? <sighs> I don't think so. Like a million is is Chilwell going to get million? a million worth of points in a, in attacking returns? Yeah, I think he will. Really? Yeah, I do. I I mean, Soil seems like he's not going to be near bonus points, like generally speaking. And Chilwell like puts in so many unsuccessful crosses, which Babs love. They love that. Yeah. Yeah, and I I, I think it. I think it is. I think it is. Yeah, I feel like it's close, but yeah, maybe it is. I mean, he had five assists last season, which you know is fine. But you know, then, maybe on under yeah. Barrage, maybe he's getting forward more and stuff. Yeah. So, and then I mean, back to Vardy is just like he's the guy. He's he's the man. He's the main man, right? I mean, he looks he, good. Yeah. He's not like trickling points. He's just haul, he's hauling. He has three games already that he has. More than a double digit, like double digit returns. He's just, he's just flying. Barrage has just revolutionized his team. Oh, yeah. Horse Risper. So at Palace, you know, I, I don't just, know what to make of that game. It's, it's probably going to be like a jammy, fuck me up the ass game. But having Vardy in for this run, you know, again, up till Crimbo, it's really good. You know, he, he looks like a guy that if, if you can get him in, especially with City, right? Like we're, we were talking about City for a second before, but they have like really difficult fixtures after the Southampton game in terms of like, do you want to be spending like 12 million on Raz and Mo when you're not going to be captaining maybe either? So, I mean, you know, looking at that and making a big call about picking one to remove to get, to get Vardy in could, could be a big difference. You know, it could be a lot of points. I just want to shout friend of the pod, 
James's gambling pod draw no bet because <laughs> I think that we t- we both took Leicester to finish top six, which was like plus three fifty or something, and then we we also both took the over on Vardy goals, which was fifteen, and he's on fucking nine already. <laughs> It's just like it's such a feels good band. They're just fucking flying. Yeah, yeah that's a good job of you. So um, let's let's shift to United here. Yeah, so J Cole, TJC, Jono, all on Slack, wondering if it's time for Tony two gloves and is Tony ready to fuck? And then Eric B on Slack said, when discussing Martial and United attackers, please also address their next four fixtures. A month ago, it looked like an amazing run, but all of a sudden, Bournemouth learned how to defend. Away, Sheffield looks like one of the toughest attacking fixtures of the season. Villa also looked very well organized in the first half of the city. So what are you you saying here? So I didn't watch this game. The numbers are wild. My first, my first thing that I thought of when I was thinking about Tony this morning was, well, he's obviously good. I, I, that's aside. But the thing that I was thinking about was like, okay, this is the best United XG performance in years. I actually went back through three seasons and nothing was close to this game. And it's basically double their best XG from another match in this season. So I began to ask myself, is it possible that Norwich are just the most naive relegation fodder piece of shit nightmare? And I feel like the answer is clearly yes. I think the answer is for sure yes there, but at the same time, when Tony plays, I mean, this is the fourth game of the season that Tony's played with Rash, you know? Yeah, he returns. They look so good. Like the team, like not only do I, both the individuals look good, but the team looks so good. And, you know, the stats again, like Tony's XG in this one game was 2.23. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, the and numbers Rash, were ridiculous. Yeah, and like Rashford's XG for this one game was 1.45. I mean, we're just talking they, about they both fucking teal. But yes, yeah, still but fair. But okay, high. even then, the non XG, like Tony is 1.4. Yeah, like yeah, still, we're talking sorry. about the. We were just referencing the XG for Tielemans and Madison over the last four games. And it's like not even half this. So I think, you know, people are saying like, oh, Tony's like small sample size, like one game, like whatever. It's like, well, we have four games of sample size. And in all of those four games, United have been free flowing and look like scoring. Dude, I don't know about that. I think you're overrating that. How four, how is that the case? The though? four games are home Chelsea. They blew blew them away, blew the doors down. Next game is away Wolves. They were very far from free flowing in that game, and the game after free that flowing. was and the game after that was home Palace, where they lost, and they were very far from free flowing <sighs> again. Free flowing, free flowing in all those games. Oh, come on, let's go. No, but I think it is important that like he's returned in all four games that he started. Like that to me is more important than how the team looks because I still think the team is mostly bad at attacking, but in their moments okay, when they're when they're countering and and in those moments, like having Tony in the front three instead of like Pereira or Mata is just like ridiculous upgrade and like he's just yeah. a really good player on, you know. Okay, but yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. But like, okay, I don't remember the Wolves game specifically because I don't watch Wolves games because fucking Wolves. <laughs> but like the Palace game, like they could have scored three or four. Like I, they, they had a lot of chances, just like wasn't coming off. And then the Chelsea game, obviously. But generally speaking, like when you watch the two of them play together, the movement is just 
unplayable. Like the way that they interchange off each other and pull center backs and create space and the counter, like they have like a lot of chances. Like throw James into the play and in, in, into the table there, and it's just I have like a very like good feeling that that's going to continue going on as long as Tony's playing, regardless of whether or not they have Pogba. Like they had Pogba in the first few, which is like there, and they played like you know Norwich, which are really bad. But I just think that at their price, like seven five, like sub nine forward, they're just like good picks. You know, I I just think they're good picks. Yeah, I feel a lot more of that for Martial than I do for Rashford. I mean, Rashford's fine, but a million more. Not sure. I'm not sure that you want like a Varney, Rashford, Tammy front line. I don't know. I guess it depends on the specific team. Like, yes, I I wouldn't want to spend an extra million on Rashford, but they don't play the same position, so it depends on your team and what you can do there. But when you look at like Rashford versus like maybe like Callum, you know, I'm like, oh, okay, I mean, like fuck Callum. I'm yeah, looking yeah. at the fixtures and I'm like, okay, like United, like Tony's back, like Rash probably gonna do better and. You know, the, the next four fixtures, like Eric, Eric's talking about, like, right? Like at Bournemouth, I don't fucking buy like Bournemouth solidity, like house truck, like great defensive team. Like that's a, that's a good fixture. Brighton have like all their like eight foot players, like three, five, two, whatever the fuck they're doing. You know, they have that game way in Old Trafford. Away. Like Brighton, Brighton yeah. are way worse away. Yeah, like they, that, that's at Old Trafford. Like that's a great fixture. Like at Sheffield United is awful. And if they score more than one goal, I'd be surprised. But then they have home Villa, which is, I mean, yes, okay, Villa have like putting good performances, but it's like they're not like a stout defense at all. And I think that they kind of play to their opposition, like they get get kind of caught up in what the game's going. Like they, like well, Dean all- Smith's not just like we're playing to defend. Like they yeah. do whatever the fuck. So that's what I, I was think. Like say, three they- of the next four. They've been like sort of solid in some of the I feel like prime time games. Like they were they were solid yeah, for like a West while Ham. against Spurs. They were solid for a while against City, and then they get broken down. And it's just like yeah. full on complete domination in the second half yeah. of both the Spurs game and the City game, where they're just yeah, like one, completely one pinned back and can't do anything. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, I think that like three of the next four, and then home Spurs is pretty good at City. I. Don't know how bad that is for like Rashford and Martial specifically because they can't really defend on the counter and they're going to be playing a high line with all the possessions sitting yeah. at home. So like I just I just think that like both of them are really good picks. You know I, I I genuinely do. I think they're both good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm definitely yeah. there. On like, Tony. like this is the thing, right? Like what you if, say? If we're wild, if we're wild carding right now, like I would be at at minimum one of them. Like Tony would probably I, be one of the first names in. I would. Probably, definitely have Tony, and I just still think they're mostly bad at attacking, and I don't want two attackers on their team. Yeah, I, I don't agree with that. I, I think that they're going to score goals, and I think both of them are great. So, like, what what about this? Like, you know, Tony versus like Mount. Like, what world could you argue that Mount is better than Tony? Because I can't figure that out. Well, I think the team is ten times better attacking. And I see. Like I don't. I, I also don't agree with that. How, Maybe like how, two times. Though? Because I, to me, when right I now, watch un, until Liverpool start beating these the bad teams that are upcoming on the schedule, to me right now Chelsea are easily the second best attack in the league. They just put up like fours for fun. They don't need. When I watch they don't need United, to score four, they just put up four against whoever. Yeah, no, they they look good, but I'm I'm not talking about like the team attack. I'm talking about Mount specifically versus Tony specifically, like. I think when I watch United play, 
with him and Rashford up top is just like such chaos in the final third and that they both create like really good chances for each other. And I think Tony is just an absolute world-class player, period. Like I think he's so much better than Mount in a vacuum, oh, just yeah. of like looking at the two players specifically. So like I, I buy more of like, okay, maybe Chelsea's like team attack yeah, is better to than me, United. that matters, yeah. No, it matters, but I think that like Tony's individual quality is so much better than Mount that I like agree, that's I agree, yeah. No, so, I mean like, especially I don't, I don't Mount, know, like, especially like we were, we were like private DMing about this during the Chelsea game, but like Mount was very clearly not part of the front three, which he did sort of in and out and play that some of the games early in the season, and like he had a really down game. I thought like he just was not yeah, he like. Was bad. Yeah. You know, in the box, getting all those shots yeah. like we'd like him to do. So, yeah. no, I, I hear what you're saying, but you asked me to argue for it, and and that's like a major for me, major argument for it. Where I'm like, I don't know if United can score like more than one or two goals in a lot of in most fixtures. They have not shown that in most fixtures they can do yeah. that. That's so. So, but like coming back to like my initial thing was like, if you're on wildcard right now, would you, get you put him out and you would get Tony? Yeah, I mean, I think we should maybe pivot from this conversation to Chelsea because I think that, like, I mean, I just said how I feel about Chelsea's attack. I think they're second best in the league until Liverpool start doing their thing against bad teams. Right now, they're the second best attack in the league. The problem that we have is that, like, Tammy's sort of the only nailed attacker. And so, Mount's Mount's very nailed. Mount's nailed, but, like, now maybe he's going to play, like, a. You know, a little slightly Different deeper box to box role as opposed yeah, to being like one of the forwards. So I'm just like, in my head, I mean, it's that's part of the reason we both got Cho, right? It's like we want pieces of this attack any way that we can, but it's a little bit troublesome to like find those pieces right now because because of what Pulisic just did. And Willian's actually been good this season, and Cho's been really good whenever he's played. And so I just don't know, like, where other than Tammy, who I think that. We both think it should be like, you know, one of the first names in, in a wild card or whatever. Other than Tammy, like where what other Chelsea players do we want? Like there's very few options to me. I mean, I still think Tamori is like really good, like sub five, you know, the yeah. the fixtures, like you can rotate him, like but, he's fine. But how do we get more of the attack? Like I want more pieces of this attack and I just kinda can't find it. Yeah, I mean, I still believe that Mount is a fine pick. Like, if you have yeah. Mount, you hold yeah. him with confidence. Like, he's definitely nailed. And yeah. yes, the role is like four three three or like whatever, wherever he's playing. Like, he missed a really good goal scoring opportunity. If he slotted that, he'd be on you know like a fucking thirteen pointer. Yeah, yeah. And I still think that. Yeah, I still think he's good. But I guess outside of that, like Cho. Yeah, it's just really just Mount. I mean, we're both sitting here with Cho and. You know, I mentioned earlier, like if he starts midweek, it's just fucking panic stations, all hands. But at the same time, Pulisic couldn't get a sniff in for his fucking life. He got bombed the fuck out of the team for two months and he pops up with a hat trick. So that was like a very like wrench into the monkey's dick hole. Well, that's how the saying goes, say, right? Yeah. yeah, as they say. And so now we're left with just like, what do we? How do we pick the pieces up here? But yeah, I mean, I think, I think, like, long and short, like that. That's what I'm looking at there. Yeah, when you look at the fantasy goal involvement, so like their percentage of goal involvement when they're on the pitch, 
Cho is sixty percent when he's on the pitch. He just like everything goes through him, which everything love to see. actually we just goes. Need yeah, him. yeah, we just need him on the fucking pitch. Like Mount is yeah. twenty nine, which is not that great, but he's cheap and he's nailed, and so that's why he's still a good pick. I know you're gonna like laugh laugh me off the pitch for this, but someone like if Con- you say Conte, someone like, someone like Conte when he comes back is possibly uh, yeah. good. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's great. It's a great pick. It's possible. Yeah, it's possible. It's great. If they're scoring, if they're still scoring four and five goals a game, then he's probably a good pick. Yeah, it's great. Yeah. Yep. Um. All right. Where else do we need to go? I let's, mean, we, let's, we let's, what? Let's do questions. Well, we both have Pookie. Gun. There were there's so many gun questions. <laughs> Everyone, it was all from Friday. How, how just, many? How many overall places did you rise from having Pope over Gun? Like what one did Pope billion, get, like one point or something, or, or one tr- actual one point? It's a nightmare, dude. Fuck off! In Doesn't what? matter. No, no. This is just a complaint of mine from from the o- official FPL game, the person who designed this game. In what world should a keeper who surrenders nine goals not be on <laughs> negative points? What In the he- world where you're Angus Guan. God, Angus is such a fucking dick. <laughs> Angus, Angus, dick. Let's go. So Pookie, Josh, on like, Aside from Vardy and Tamala, is there anyone? even worth shifting Pookie to. And J.S. Park, you guys were talking last pod about possible Pookie replacements, mostly because he's the best at his price. I just put this in to like needle you. What does Walsh think of getting IU? Yeah, that's a funny joke. Um, <laughs> I mean, I think it still comes back to what we were talking about last pod, about you know where are you going from him. Like, If you're not going to like Vardy, then how many points are you really going to be gaining? Obviously, like Neil, who we were talking about last week, gave you seven extra points, which is so big. But his fixtures. Yeah, I mean, the fixtures, like he has one more good game, obviously best fixture in the league, home north, so he could just pop up with like a fucking trio of returns. He could have trick this week. Yeah, he could easily do. Very easily could. Yeah, and that would not be surprising. But just generally speaking, it's like, do you want to be Churning and burning your transfer on your on your like sub seven million forward, you know. I, I just like don't want to do that thing. So like you know like Connolly is really nice because he gives you like a good bench starter or maybe starting him in really be- like good fixtures like last week this week, and then he lets you upgrade somewhere else for a start every week like you know getting fucking you know Pereira or something like that in defense from like a four zero or whatever that right. is, but. There's just just like not a lot there. I mean, people are trying to get Jimenez, which is just like I hope everyone buys Jimenez. He's so bad and they're fucking diabolical. But otherwise, there's just nothing there. Like, yeah, you know, Jordan I is like okay, lol, really funny. Like his stats actually aren't like terrible over the last four. Like he's been averaging about like two pops in the box on goal per game. Not bad, but no, it's not it's not bad. But he's bad and we're bad and. Like then it's just like okay, get Conley. Like Conley's actually better, and they're an actually good team. So you know you're you're saving some some money there. But generally speaking, it's just like the same thing. It's just where are you going from there? You know. Yep. Yep. I mean, did anything change from last uh, fr- like Thursday in my life? I guess the main thing that changed is that you are really high on Rashford. So maybe maybe for people who already have Vardy and still have Pookie, maybe that's. 
in your opinion, like an, a place to go. Yeah. Right. I mean, because yeah. that's that. If he's emerging as like a, a a reasonable pick, that's not like that much money to go from Puka to him on a double change. I mean, like I mean, he, I, like my team, I could do OBS and Puka like, to Vardy yeah. and Rashford. Yeah, that's that's really good. I don't know. Is it? I think. I, think I don't know is. why I feel so much better about Tony than Rash. Like I feel like. I feel like Tony is like the pick, and Rash is just like very secondary and a million more expensive. But it's almost like that's what the player, like the team they play, feels the same way. It's just like they focus on Tony, and yeah, then Rash central. still has like such. But like Rash's like stats are still so good, you know. But not as good as Tony's. Like, yeah, I mean, maybe maybe not, but they're not. Yeah, like, they're just not. no, no, yeah, they're they're not. But it, it's still, it's just like you know. They're both good. I mean, what, but that's the thing is like when you're looking at you know setting up your team is like Tony Rash like Vardy. How does Salah fit into this? Well, yeah, that's what we, that's what we started with. I know, but I'm just coming back because it's like he's holding your whole team hostage, and like I get it, like he's great, but like he has the ankle thing and. Even in the good fixture so far, Liverpool haven't been doing like three, four, five, six goals for fun. Like they're usually doing like two and then they just chill. It's just like turning Vardy into like double United attack, like N like Vardy. You mean or turning something? Salah into that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean I think that there was there was a question here actually that would be a good parlay right here. Uh where is it? Eggy bread on Slack. Is this the season of non-premiums? Do you just pick one a la Razian, get strong mid-price fillers throughout? And I think it's interesting. Because the premiums yeah. have like mostly been very disappointing. Uh, outside of like basically Kevin. And like I guess Raz is like back to being in form. I don't know. I mean like Kuhn and Obbs are both like top five in the in the price bracket. And, yeah, but like you know. context, right? I mean like Kuhn. No, I mean context, but like the top four midfielders are Kevin, Mane, Sterling, Salah. Like, you know, I mean, you're yeah. still getting what you pay for, though, right? Well, sort of. That's deceptive because Salah's two more points than David Silva and eight more points than Mount. You know, it's like, it's not like, yeah. you know, in a normal season, he has like 30 more points than those guys. And it's like, oh my God, he's flying. But yeah, that's fair. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I guess it's just because I have such a cheap defense when I wildcarded. I went with that like all out attack, like all out premium structure. But I can easily afford keeping Salah, Raz, Kev, Vardy, Rash, Tammy, etc. Just because of the way my team is structured. I don't know if that's good to just have like dog shit defenders for life, but that is where I'm at at the moment. Yeah, and I I think it also like. I mean, we haven't talked about defense much, but it does come back to you know where what are you getting from defense, right? Yep. Like a lot of the cheaper guys are doing really well. Like we have Sheffield United, we have Leicester with like Soyuncu's getting cleans and you know stuff like that. But yeah, I Trent Robbo. Yeah, go ahead. Let me just do. There's a bunch of Trent Robbo questions actually. So Jesse. It's like, can we afford to go without Liverpool mids with Trent slash Robbo as coverage, which is, I think, an option. Puff on, it's like, is it time to move on 
or stick fat with double Liverpool D. Only two out of ten cleans this season, but favorable fixtures upcoming. Vince is just angry that everyone's insisting on two premium Liverpool defenders. He thinks we should just go with one until they look better and then do it. Said, how are we feeling about Trent Rabo? Are we still confident holding for the run? Or are we getting worried about the utter lack of cleans? So there you have it. Yeah, I mean, I think all of that shit is fucking dumb. Like, you look at... They're third and fourth in the defender total points score of the season. Trent created the most chances this week of any player, I think, including like not just defenders, like of all players. Probably. And you know, you look at the Robo to Trent, like that that great save by Gaza. Like that would have been a fullback to fullback connection. I think and it's, the ro- and the Trent shot and the, yeah, yeah, there were a lot. All, of, all stuff. of this compounded by the fact that how many goals have Liverpool conceded on the season? Where through game week ten, it, the number is eight. They've let up eight goals in ten games. Jesus, so, I didn't realize I mean, that. Yeah. So I mean you you point to me like where is the money better invested? Like you just have to get fucked. It just doesn't make sense. And you're just like Twitter banter, like let me say something dumb to be like exclamatory. It just it's fucking stupid. Like they're both great. Like Matip's good, Virgil's good. Like I guess you know, the Virgil, argu- I guess the argument for where to spend the money better would be like Tony. Like, is Tony better than Trent? Yeah, I mean, I think the answer is no. Probably no. I just looked. Trent has the most chances created of any player in the season, including Kevin. I I think you also just, like, have to look back at the fixtures, right? And, you know, Liverpool have had, like, a tough run. They played Spurs, United, Leicester, Chelsea, you know, Arsenal so far. And the run incoming outside of City in a couple is really good. Like really, up until they're blanking really game of eighteen. Good. So it just it just seems like it just seems exclamatory to me. And, and and it seems like it's just not based on just like what are we looking at, like of of the data and the facts. So it, it frustrates me. Like that frustrates me. Like that's like Twitter FPL shit like going into overdrive, you know? Yeah, yeah. And at the and same Allison's time back too. Yeah, and Allison's back. And like as bad as they've been, like oh, they've been so bad they can't keep cleans. Like Trent Robber are still third and fourth in the total point scores for defenders. So, like, what the fuck is that? Like, what do we? What is that? Like, I don't know. Like, what kind of psychological shit is that? I'm not sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. Um, I guess we should just go to questions. Yeah. Um, so we got listener questions. We got Hinky. I ate another Liverpool question. How worried about are you about Mo's ankle? If he's going to miss time, what are our options? Assuming we already have Raz and Kevin, so that's sort of what you were talking about, I guess. Yeah, I mean, it's I'm like spreading absolutely. The yeah, I'm, I'm terrified about it. I hate it, and they have like champion after Villa between City. They have a Champions League game, so. I don't know what Klopp's thinking, you know, in terms of the fitness. Like he's obviously not going to tell us. You might as well call him Edward Klopp at this point. But, <laughs> well, the good news you know, is he trained with the group today, which the week before the United game, he he trained. He did not train with the group. Yeah, but like training with the group on a recovery day where you're mostly doing like PT work doesn't mean anything to me. Listen, 
I'm just extrapolating all the information that we have. Okay, and I'm telling you how I analyze that. <laughs> You're telling me to shove the information up my fucking <laughs> up your dickhole. So, yeah. but I, I just think like you know, if you have two frees and they have city in two game weeks, and like at Villa isn't just like oh he's gonna fucking blam it in, and they have a Champions League game, like they have a few games when he has this lingering like kind of knock thing that's like. Klopp says, like, as he plays longer, it gets worse, and then he just like falls down at minute seventy and can't keep walking. Like that's bad. Yeah, honestly, so, from like a just purely speculating perspective on Monday, I know nothing type of nonsense. Like, I feel like he should be sitting out away Villa and Gank. Like, no question to me. Like the the. The chance of like risking him away Villa and then maybe he misses City or just or just never fully recovers all season and he's in and out all season. It's just not worth it to me. I think Liverpool should be able to beat Villa away and gank at home without him. So I my gut feeling is like he'll probably miss Villa to begin with. So then you're just talking about one fixture in the next two and it's home city. Seems bad. Seems bad. Yeah, seems fucking yeah. bad. I mean, unless if we have unequivocal information of like Mo is fine. Yeah, I have no problems like binning him. But I, at the same time, I would not go to Mane. I don't think that's like for like. I think that when they don't have Mo, the team attack is so much worse that I don't think it means like Mane is just like an obvious like he'll fill no, the void. We don't even I would we rather don't have like the information really. What do you mean information? Well, the Mo missing the United game, I think they said was the, his first missed game in 51 straight. So it's like we just don't really know what they look like without Mo. In the one game yeah. with, without him, they were fucking bad. In the Champions League without him, they were fucking great. I just don't know. It's a, it's definitely an unknown. Yeah, it's an unknown, but like I guess it's just like my feeling is just like they're going to be a lot worse in attack. Yeah, and probably. I don't want I don't want Mane when Mo's not playing because that makes it a very one dimensional attack. If you shut Mane down, like okay, like how bad is like Origi going to hurt you? Like not that bad and right. shit like that. So I'd rather just like drop down somewhere else and then upgrade somewhere else, you know, kind of thing. So I don't know. Yeah, that's fine. Um, yeah. Tim on Slack, it's probably hard to answer this before the midweek games, but if you stupidly went Raz to Kuhn a few weeks ago, do you just burn two more free transfers to go back now? Oh, God. I mean, what's your take on this whole city city situation? Dude, I'm so... I don't know. I'm so mad at OBS. Obviously, terrible nightmare, but like somehow Kuhn to OBS has netted me points. It's so bizarre because Kuhn is just not playing. Um... I don't know, man. Yeah, if if Kuhn plays midweek, which would be ridiculous, then I guess you probably should get rid of him, and Raz is is definitely the guy you would want between the two. If Kuhn doesn't play midweek, I'm tempted to just hold him because home Southampton is f- as good as it fucking gets and just pray that he starts, basically. I, I mean, I, it's simple as that. It fucking sucks not knowing if your player's ever going to play, but he's going to start... More games than he's not, and he is really good at home usually when he starts. So I think you just go for it. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree with that. I think it fucking feels bad though. I do not envy that situation. Yeah, no, it's definitely it feels bad. 
Uh, Rob P and Simple Mug are looking for the best, cheapest defenders, not named Soy or Tamori. Uh, Mug shot a Newcastle defense, who I know you you like. You like Newcastle defense. Yeah, I mean, I think there's just like a lot to pick from there. Like Rico, his Rico's good. Yeah, no, I mean, his chance created. We're again not you know disillusioned that Bournemouth are all of a sudden like a defensive team. Like that's not who they are. But his chance creation stats are up there with any fullback in the league over the last couple games. So I think Rico's good, but you know. Brighton, like for home games, are a good rotating option. I still like Burnley for home games. Chelsea has Tabori is really cheap. Like Palace are still good for home games, even though they have tough fixtures upcoming. You have like Soy Soyanchu on Leicester, like Newcastle. You, they're, they're just even Sheffield like United are just Sheffield so good United at home. Yeah, I mean even tripling like Sheffield United yeah. are good home or away. Like you look at great. their next, you look at their next like. Eight games or something. Yeah, they have away Spurs, home United. I mean, home United, they could easily clean away Spurs will be tough, but then it's like the other ones are home Burnley, home Newcastle, home Villa, away Wolves, away Norwich. Like, there are cleans there yeah. to be had. And I think also, yeah. I don't remember who it was last week who, who was shouting Watford defense, but like, you know, this week they're going to get fucked by Chelsea. So, no, but like, I don't know. Kike is just kind of doing the same shit that he did whenever he was their manager last, and they're just like a solid bus. Like they were, they were just a good defensive team the last time Kike was their manager, and they were like definitely like rotatable options. And you look at their fixtures outside of this week; they have some good ones. They have home Burnley, away Southampton, home Palace. You know, a little further down the line, away Sheffield, home home Villa. Like they're they're rotatable too. I think at this point. Yeah, just a lot of options. Yeah, there's a lot of lot of it's it's mainly almost more down to the rotation than it is like the individual team. I feel like. Yeah, yeah, for right? sure, for yeah. sure, yeah, for sure. Um, do it on Slack. What are our thoughts on Trossard? Fit again, looked good even in the short time that he played. Yeah, I mean he looked good, but you know, let me let me see him start a game first. I mean, they've been yeah. looking also good with him on the bench, like with Connolly up top, with Mops, with Neil. So, you know, I think it's just like a wait and see. Yeah, I'm a, yeah, I'm very scared of minutes there. Yeah. Um Dan and, and also they have those tough fixtures coming up. So yeah, yeah, like yeah. That also, you know, yeah, yeah. Dan Naylor and Nick Nico on Slack wanna know what we should do with our arsenal assets. And Mitchie and Balski wanna know what to do with OB specifically. So so one thing about Arsenal that I was like coming to a oh little God. bit of a thing was Laka's really good. He could have had a triple return this weekend. He does basically return every game he starts. Yeah, I mean that's a actual like, RIL thing. Is yeah. Ever since last season, when he starts, he gets like minimum an assist, and he hasn't had like a hat. Like he hasn't had a big game. I think yet in the prem, but he's like when he's playing central. I mean, obviously, Obs goes out to the wing and he's playing centrally. Like his price, like under nine five right now. I think Obs is. I, I'm sorry. I think Laka is like a really good pick. But here's the thing. So, how do you get him in? If we already have Vardy, and you're talking up Rashford, and there's there's a lot of good mids, and I think yeah, I, mean, you, and I, so, I think you yeah. should still have Tammy. So I mean I think if you're wild carding, like you could make a front line of like Laka, Tammy, Vardy. and Vardy. Yeah. 
And still have like a really good defense, really good midfield. Yeah, if you just like go, couple go, city go midfielders. without Mo and Mane, that's the key. Yeah, yeah. Like that seems fine. Yeah, that seems fine. I think, the, yeah, I just think that Locke I said to Jesse, who's, who is wild carding right now and is probably going to go without Mo and Mane, which again, I totally agree with you, mm-hmm. is, is probably fine, is that just have in the back of your head, how am I going to get them back? Because... Yeah. You know, Mo's probably going to be fine by the time it's November twenty third after an, an international break, a fucking month from now, and then we're talking about away Palace, home Brighton, home Everton, away Bournemouth, home Watford, and you're going to want to get them back. Yeah. So that's the only yeah, thing I to agree. keep in the back of your mind. I agree, but I, I just I just wanted to shout Laka there a little bit, but yeah, just no, because no, he's no. like a little forgotten man, you know, and he's. It's crazy how consistent he is. Um, Max on Slack. Connolly and Mape chat. Time to have fun with Brighton or have the fixtures got us looking elsewhere? Yeah, I mean, the fixtures are so bad. Yeah, they're bad. I mean, both players good. Yeah, they both came in with like good points this last weekend and they have a really good fixture this weekend. So, you know, if, if you got them in last weekend and you're spiking these two game weeks, like that's worth the price of the transfer for sure. Yeah. And they're probably not going to get shut out in every game. They're just not going to be reliable. Yeah. Um, Kerwan on Slack, who would be your pick as third defender after Trent and Lund? Rabo, Mendy, Pereira, or Chilwell? And Walsh was mentioning he might be losing patience with Pope. Where would you go? So third defender and, and keeper. Yeah, I mean, of those group, I, I think Rabo is not even really close to me. Um, I still think Liverpool are just like an, the most elite team and the the cleans are going to come in this good round. Yeah, yeah, I think so too. Yeah, I mean, and, it's, uh, it's goal- almost unfair putting him in the same like thing as like Chillwell. It's like, well, dude, yeah. if you can't afford like, yeah, it's like one point five. It's yeah, a big that's difference, like, right? It's a yeah. completely different team structure almost. Um, and, and then, then keeper. Goal- I mean, Pope's been fucking bad. Yeah, Pope's been fucking bad. Like we're talking about Pope, and so I mean, maybe we could just spend like a few minutes on goalkeepers. Like the reason why coming into the season, like looking at the four or five keepers of why we were all obsessed with Pope is that when we look at you know the Burnley keepers of season past, they make a lot of saves, and the last time Pope has made more than two saves was in game like five, like. Yeah, they when just change something, I guess, right? Yeah, I don't know what. I don't know what. I don't know. Like maybe it's because they're playing more like possession in midfield, and they're not just like parked as much. But he's just not making saves anymore, and he's had three one-point games in the last four game weeks against Chelsea, Le- Leicester, and Villa. Like a one-point game for a four-five keeper is ridiculous. Like you expect them to concede at least four. Goals, especially for that to Pope, though. Like, like you said, I'm just hammering home the same point. Like, Pope is supposed to be basically immune to one point games. Like, even in games where they get fucking destroyed, like Pope is supposed to be scoring three points with save points. Like, that's that's his mo. That's why people got him. Yeah. So, like, when you're looking at those signs of even games when they're playing tough teams, and he's not getting like. You know, three points just from like six saves, like let up a goal or whatever. The saves, the saves are very significant. So I think that he's a real issue. And I understand like the next four games look really good. You know, they have some good fixtures coming up, but yeah. 
the 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 con the inverse is like you look at like Matt Ryan, right? I mean, he's like a similar kind of like level team, but he's making a fucking shit ton of saves, and he's getting like this last week they played Everton, they won three two, and he made five saves and he got two bonus points of yes. five saves. Yeah, five. Saves. And like what looking at hell? his saves, like the last few games is like. His save totals is five, six, three, eight, four. Like and a lot that's of what you want in, the, in those times. Yeah, and yeah. and like three bonus or, or seven bonus in that time. Like that's what you want. So, I mean, we we got a little like maybe we expected Pope to just keep doing like the Burnley keeper thing, and maybe Dice just like pulled the wool over our, our eyes about yeah. it, and they've they've changed things. But yeah, I think Pope is a significant problem. Like Hendo as well. Like right, like. Sheffield United, when we watch the games, right, they look so much more likely to keep a clean sheet than Burnley. Like they, oh, yeah. they aren't even remotely trying to play out. Like they're just trying to park and sit back and do their little wing back thing. And they sprint back if they have like three men against like five defenders. Like that's like not good enough odds or whatever. <laughs> and, you know, I mean, that's, that's the thing. Like Hendo's not making a lot of saves for them, but, and he has a howler in them, but they look a lot better bet for clean sheets. So, yeah, I mean, I, I think Pope is is a problem. I think he's a problem, and I think he's a he looks like a bad pick after like kind of what we've seen so far. Yeah, the 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 key marriage in, in keepers is cheap, a lot of saves, and like shouts for a clean. You know, because like the top two keepers and saves are Leno and Cruel, but like they're not going to keep cleans like ever. They're bad. So that's why Ryan, who's number three in saves, is like much better than those two. I mean, like Dubrovka's keeping a lot of saves, but he's point three more. Newcastle might keep some cleans, but yeah, I mean, I agree with you. Pretty much full stop there. I mean, it's funny because Gunn is up there on on saves, and he's off of since I've got him in. He's one, 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 two, and zero points. They have away City this week, and then they kind of have a good run. But it's like I don't fucking know, man. I can't pick keepers. That's a definite like Achilles heel for me. I can't pick keepers. I never have good I keeper. Mean, but the, at the same time, it's like yes, like everyone laughs at you about having gun when they lose nine nil. But at the same time, in the last four, he's only like four points less on Pope. So it's like, right? Who are you on your high horse? Like I'm getting all these goalkeeper points. Like right, right. Three one pointers in the last four. It's like okay, that's absurd. Like yeah. that's so bad. <laughs> Oh boy. Well, yeah, I might be getting Ryan and we'll see. Um, Tom T on Slack. This was my first year in the top 10K, but I dropped about 100K this week. Any tips for staying out of the darkness? How do we get Tom oh. back on track? I don't know. You just like wank a lot and shit, and it's fun. <laughs> um, C Tyke on Slack is just Tammy or Vardy up top a good move with Connolly as a second striker. Spreading funds onto five mins, as mentioned, seems good. I'm thinking about moving Pookie to Tony in my team. I was actually like thinking hard about doing this, you know, like going down like Pookie to Connolly, just like what that would look like to go, you know, four five yeah. one kind of situation, three five two. It's like it just like always has like when I look at it, it just seems like it's a big problem. Like it's like a minus twelve away from like you know. <laughs> Back on track. Like a couple yeah. of things go wrong, and I'm just like, oh my god, this is a complete dumpster fire mess. Like Connolly doesn't start two games in a row. I have no money. Like, what do I? What am I doing? The thing that irks me about it more is that, like, 
we just went over the fact that like we really want pieces of Chelsea and Leicester's attack. And by far the best attackers on both of those teams to get in fantasy are the two strikers. Yeah. So I just like don't really see a world where you don't want both of them. I just yeah. can't like fathom that. There's not like some ama- there's not like a raz on either of those teams that you could get yeah, instead. That's fair. That's fair. Um what is this question? This one's too long. I don't really want to read it. I'm not going to I don't know what he's talking about. Danny Farmer it's like with Mendy fit isn't he a must with cleans and huge scoring potential? And also with Alonzo ticking, does a four five one or even a five four one make sense with Vards up top? So similar question, but what do you think about Mendy and what do you think about Alonzo? Um I mean Mendy we we keep watching him just not overlap. And yeah. almost playing like similar role of like what Zinchenko was doing. And I don't know if that's to just like preserve his fitness or it's just like a tactical like pep thing that I don't understand. But he they, looks they nothing. They two queens in a row. No, no, yeah, and that's fine. Like that's great. But I'm just saying, like in terms of the attacking intent, is like I don't see him anywhere near the same role as what I saw last year from him, for example. But Alonzo also is like we have the Ederson like complex. I still feel like Alonzo, like they've been so much better with him in the team that that looks like a lot. Like he, I feel like he should keep playing. But you know their their fixtures look a lot better also than City. I mean, when you look at City's fixtures, if they keep more than like two clean sheets over the next six or eight, I would be surprised because the fixtures are that tough. But yeah. I think I don't like agree I would, on I would Alonzo though. I, I still think Emerson's going to come in and take the job. Well, like why? Like what? What, what would be I the just, reasons? Because they were so bad when they were playing him the first few weeks. Well, not really like statistically that bad, but I think Alonzo is is still just like a huge defensive liability, and I think that teams just attack down that side because he's playing there. And Emerson, like he doesn't have yeah, near but Emerson's the, not like a good defender. Yeah, but he's better. And yeah, he's better. The thing is, also, I think like yeah, Alonzo's obviously like an elite like wing back attacker or whatever, but like Emerson was doing that before he got hurt you know like he was their number one like ball progressor he was like creating a ton of chances blah 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 hitting the post like three times or something like that so i don't think they're like losing that much attacking deceptively and i think it maybe makes them a little more solid but i don't know yeah i mean i guess i don't know that's just my vibe um two more questions Fakarilla, if we're looking to catch up Catch up ground, makeup ground. How risky should we get at this stage of the season? Well, I mean that's a contextual question. I don't know. It, it I don't know on, how to make up ground. So this is you take this. I yeah. don't know what I'm doing. No, I, I think it's I think it's contextual. Like it depends on, you know, who are you looking at? Like how much risk are you exposing yourself to the field? And, you know, what do you what do you think it's gonna do? I, I don't think you should be doing, you know punty, like risky, differentially moves just for the sake of it. But if that's a place of your team that you think that will improve it, then I think you should do it. I I think in general it's just like if you play the same game, it's a very long season that you'll like come up like cream rises to the top sometimes. I don't know what I'm saying. I don't like this question. I don't like my answer. Yeah, I don't like it either because yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Can, let's move on. 
last question. Eggy bread. He asks this every week. I just thought I'd include. Fucking, I'm honestly French toast questions. I'm getting tired of them. Yeah, I mean, you're you're probably not going to like this one either, but it speaks to me because I'm miserable in this moment. He said, he says it every week. Are we just unlucky or are we shit? Yeah, I mean, get the fuck out of my face. I have no words for that. What do we think of our FPL teams? Shit. What do we think of shit? Our FPL teams. Um. All right, you want to move on? Yeah, let's do uh, cap and transfers and shit. Okay, talk to me. Um, what are we looking at for cap? I feel like very, very firmly on Raz again, running it back. His stats were great. Like he looked, he looked better. Great. Yeah, yeah, he like looked better. He's like having his little moments of coming inside, and he was definitely like still like again. It's like people are. I keep seeing is like Mendy's back. Like Raz is so much better. Like I haven't uh, seen that at all. Yeah, yeah, like, he's still not wide at all, all the time. Yeah, he's so but he, wide, but like, he looks good when he's not wide. Yeah, and I think he has like maybe a little bit more license, to like not be wide, and he's like coming inside right, or whatever. So right. his stats were really good. Like he had a lot of attempts, like attempts in the box. Like he led the yeah. game in like attempts in the box or whatever. So yeah, I, I'm I'm pretty good on Raz, and like you know Kevin also is like. You know, a little, little bit off it, like a little yep. bit, a little bit suspect, a little bit questionable. You know, he's still in the half space, but like, I don't think I saw maybe, maybe one time I saw him like making that like secondary run, like when the ball came out wide as like you know a goal scoring opportunity kind of thing. But he's not like making those runs like he was like a lot in the first like month or two. Yep. You know? so, I, I test in honestly. Props yeah. to that. No, Raz, yeah. Like, Kev had like very underwhelming numbers and you know usually he's the type of guy where if he gets a return it's like not even a question he's getting on bonus and he was nowhere near yeah. which is also weird for him. Yeah. Uh yeah, I've been on Raz all week too. Um yeah. What about Pookie? Did we talk about Pookie? Oh. Wait, yeah, we talked about like who we're moving to, but we didn't talk about how fucking bad he is and how he's Mitrovic 2.0. And I'm just like on that sweet, sweet tea. God, it's bad. It's really bad. I'm gonna keep. I'm like, I'm gonna hold him. Like, it just feels bad. I don't know what to do. Feels bad. How do I lose points on a Cantwell to Cho move? That's unbelievable. Yeah, you lose points. You shouldn't listen to Pod Partners. Fucking idiot. <sighs> no, I should have listened to you when you said that he's probably not going to start. <laughs> and then we like secretly both like do our in. own thing on the side and send each other lambs, and it's like okay. Yeah, we both brought in the. Oh God, terrible. So, what are you looking at for moves this week? Are you on two? No, you used both transfers last week, so you're yeah, on, yeah. on no. one. Yeah, I'm. I'm like pretty sure of holding. I think I'm gonna just save, and my team looks like okay. I thought you would get rid of Mo, maybe. It's it it comes back to kind of what we talked about like maybe two or three pods ago of just like with one transfer like how what am I doing with that like if I if I drop him down to someone who's like okay like maybe Tony. he's maybe yeah it's like maybe Tony spikes something this game but like I want Mo back like in two weeks like if he doesn't play a couple games and he's like fit again and then they have a good run like how many transfers am I using to transfer Mo out and then maybe bring him back in in like three, you know? Well, that's my worry, but like that's kind of the thing we've, 
that's why it's so difficult, right? That that's why what we've kind of talked about all episode is like, well, yeah, you can get like Tony and Vardy for you know, some yeah, but then for me it's or something. Like, yeah. but, then, but for like, me it's yeah, like a that, hit, you know. You you're gonna want them back, I think. You know, maybe not, but like I'm pretty sure you're gonna want them back for the run. So I don't know what to fucking do, you know. Yeah, but like it's a hit for me. Like if I had two freeze, like maybe I would do like a triple move for a hit and get in like three like really good guys, you know, like Mo, like Cho and Pookie out or something. And get like three like, you know, Tony, Vardy and like Matto or something. I don't know. But I have one free. Like I'm not taking a hit to do that. Right. Unless if I like if I know that he's gonna be out this weekend, then maybe I'll reevaluate. Then but maybe as I'll of do right now Vardy and Tony or something. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, as of right now, I just like I have Rico sitting on the bench. Like, if Mo doesn't play against Villa, like okay, and you know, I want Mo for the for the medium term. So I don't know. Right. What about you? What are you looking at? What aren't I looking at? I mean, I have all. You have a lot of options. Yeah, I have two frees, and I think the obvious places to look are the same as they were last week with Obs, Pookie, and Gun. All bad and problems. So I should, I'm probably just going to hit them out, all of them out. Three First moves. hit of the year. No, second. But second, okay. I don't fucking care, dude. Four points, whatever. It's like, you know, if I do the move that we just kind of talked about 20 minutes ago of like Vardy, Rash, and a keeper in, that's pretty good, I guess. I just trust my pod partner on Rash. What um, about Vardy, uh, Bob? Vardy and bot no, I couldn't afford that. Okay. Yeah. Um Yeah, if I did if I get Ryan well Ryan and Hendo are only point one difference, so it doesn't matter, but if I get Ryan then I can only afford eight point four forward or below, which is Raz's uh Rashford's exact exact price, so um. Mm. So it'd be like, yeah. I mean, there's no, there's no other forward I would get, right? I mean, like, Neil. This is going to be such a huge. Fr- this is going to be the whole Friday my life pod is your team. There's well, so much that can change from now to then with the midweek. Well, yeah, but here's the thing: I can only exactly afford that right now. Yeah, but like Cho, like Cho starts midweek. It's like, okay, this is urgent. But what if Rashford's going to go up? Like he's probably going to eventually go up this week. Vardy is already on ninety-one. He might go up tonight, so I might have to like kind of make some moves a little earlier than I want to. Oh my god, I dude! Like I mean, this. I don't, I, I don't like having the. Dude, the I don't hand like anything, man. This fucking game, dude. Fuck! Yeah, I just want to gamble. This game, this game sucks. You want to gamble on football, NFL? Ugh. So good. Yeah, you're so good at it. Um, but yeah, I mean, so that's what I'm looking at. I'm going to have to monitor price changes. Like if Vardy is going up tonight, I'm probably doing ops of Vardy tonight. Um, and then I just have to like monitor Rash, monitor Ryan, monitor Hendo, who is also on 90 um, for, for a price rise. Um, so yeah, it's like, it's very nervy times. It's very nervy times. I wish you the best of luck. Thank you very much. I'll definitely like slide into your DMs if I'm, you know, if it's like crunch time and I need to make a last second move. Okay. 
you know, whatever. Yeah. Oh, man. Oh, brother. I am not not feeling it. Not having fun. <sighs> not having fun. Um, I'm going to slap some asses because we got actually a bunch of new signups this week. So good job by you guys. Thank you very much. And thank you to everyone who went up a level to get the... Get in there on the Friday My Life pods. I hope they're. I hope you like them. Last pod was just a full length pod. It wasn't even a short one. It was an hour long, and this one probably will be too, to be honest. So, uh, but new new signups. We got Greg Babinez, Supreet Gupta, Constantine Busalis, Nick Neal, Lama, Stephen Moore, Chicken Tikka Mosala, Thomas Angelo, Luke Gardner, Mark Bassani, Sam Coexeter. Sebastian Welter, Michael Beatty, Thomas L., and Runar Sandness. Slap that ass, baby. Get in there. Thank you so Slapping much. Slap in the bass. <laughs> Slap in the ass. Um, oh, man. I'm sorry to be a, a downer this pod, dude. I'm just, like, not having fun, man. Yeah, I mean, sometimes one of us is Deb- Deborah, and sometimes it's the other, and that's fun today. Yeah. I guess you're right. What if we fly next week? That would be so fun. Oh, it'd be so fun. Dude, Ob's though, I'm so nervous. What, that he's just going to punish me? Yeah. Yeah, but like, okay. This is like a whole nother rant topic thing, so I don't think we should get into it. I think we should probably wrap up and finish, but the thing yeah. with Ob's let's do it. Wait, is, wait, wait, wait. Let's, let's, let's do it on Friday in my life. I just want to say like what I'm thinking, and then we can let okay. it marinate until Friday. It's like right, Obs. I feel similarly to Obs as I do to Pookie as I did to Mitrovic last season, which is I have this guy. He's pretty good. His team's bad. Good fixtures. Like Obs has really good fixtures coming up soon. Like starting be gaming thirteen. Decent numbers in the case of Pookie, not really in the case of Obbs, but he's not like a numbers guy anyway. And then all of that information wrestled up against the fact that like it feels bad, they look bad, my gut is they're bad and I should get rid of them. And it's like that whole thing that we always talk about is like being patient versus, you know, ripping them out for the next like bandwagon guy is so difficult. That's where, when those things all line up, that's where it becomes so difficult. And it's, it's, I haven't gotten it right, I feel like, in like two seasons. Like I just have these guys all the time. That's why Mitro 2.0 is so accurate for Pookie because it's just like, he gets fucking two big chances every game and they have really good fixtures. What am I supposed to do with that? You know, what am I supposed to do with that information? It uh, it doesn't help me in any way. It's kind of just like a thing that's there. So that's where I'm at. That's what's doing my head in. That's uh, that's FMLFPL. That's fucking, yeah. Fantasy my life. Fantasy my life. All right. Check us out at FMLFPL.com. Follow us on Twitter at FMLFPL. Support us at Patreon.com slash FMLFPL. Subscribe, rate, view, and check.